you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hello and welcome to the daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Jason Smith alongside Adam Rank, Michael Fabiano, Akbar Baja, Biamila, and Molly Karam. On today's show, we take a look at Thursday Night Football, the the Broncos, and the San Diego Chargers. We're going to end Thursday Night Football with a bang. Empty your bench. Start everybody on these teams. We'll tell you why coming up. Also, we have other big starts and sits for this week and the ghost of Christmas past and future. What do we mean by that? Got to stick around to NFL Fantasy Live podcast. It starts now. Plenty of playoff implications in this one, both in fantasy and reality. This AFC West showdown, and especially for Michael Fabiano. I know. I'm still active in all nine of my leagues. I'm Show still off. in the playoffs. But tonight, I have Adam Rank, who has Eric Decker and oh, Noshawn Marino going against me, and Keenan Allen. But then... I have Marino in another league, and I have Allen in another league. So well, let, these let, are the let, problems let, of people who have nine fans. Well, let me tell you, since I'm out, let, let, I'll tell you, you how, 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 how I'm dealing it. If you're going up against Eric Decker, of course, with uh, Wes Walker being out, and you've got no Sean Marino, good luck. You may not have a chance. I'm not, I'm not talking crap on you. I'm just saying that, that's a hard one to, to go up against. Are, are you just bitter because I beat you last week? Uh, it, that, Ooh, too. Hey now. <laughs> so the that Chargers too. <laughs> are fighting for their playoff lives, and so is Michael Fabiano in nine leagues. Just saying. For more, let's send it over to the field with Jason and Adam. Gentlemen. Thanks, Q. We've saved one of the best for last year, Adam. Chargers, Broncos, mile high, our final Thursday night game of the season. Tons of fantasy championships could be decided tonight. How do you feel about your guys going? Not good. I don't like having a lot of guys going on Thursday night, but if there's ever a week to ever do it, this has got to be the one. Yeah, you are emptying your bench and starting everybody in this game. Now, much has been made of Peyton Manning and cold weather. We saw a lot of wild and crazy weather last week. Let's see what Peyton's going to have to deal with tonight. Let's check in with our fantasy meteorologist, Jim Kosick, at ABC4 in Salt Lake City. Jim. Simply put, Jason, absolutely not. Even though I'm no rock star, I play one on TV. I'm still seeing some halos around bright lights after recent LASIK surgery. But listen, stormy weather south, stormy weather north. Sandwiched in between, Goldilocks and the three bears because it's just right in Denver this evening. Well, Minus the chill, that is, of course, because the uh, average high temperature in uh, San Diego is about 30 degrees warmer than kickoff. Nonetheless, just a little bit of a breeze out of the west at 11 miles an hour. And woo-wee, Thursday night football, baby! You gotta love it, because it's the last one of the season. But when we expand the shot, look, stormy weather here. Stormy weather, ah, this one cuts to Florida, this one cuts to the eastern Great Lakes, and the end result, rain, snow. Not quite as much as what we saw last week, but Cleveland could pick up a little bit of snow, and all three games across the Sunshine State may not have too much in the sun department. I'm talking about a shower, thunderstorm, we'll highlight that more on tomorrow's episode. But remember, gentlemen, all I want for Christmas is an official Red Rider Carbine Action 200-shot range model air rifle. If not that, then this cool USS Enterprise, ages 9 to 14, so it's right in my wheelhouse.
Merry Christmas, guys. You shoot your eye out, Jim. Now, injuries are a big topic of conversation this week, and this one, well, Wes Welker will not suit up due to a concussion he suffered on Sunday. Take a look at the injuries we're monitoring for tonight's game. Now, here's the thing. With Wes Welker outranked, we saw Jacob Tammy get a lot of attention middle of the field last week. Is Tammy a sneaky play tonight? He is. It's a Thursday night game, so it's a little bit of a, of a risk, but if you have injuries to your tight end position, let's say you had Rob Gronkowski, and then somebody's already gone out, picked up Dennis Pitta, picked up Delaney Walker, Tammy's a good option. All right, Philip Rivers. We get so many questions about Philip Rivers on the show. It's like we're related to him. <laughs> Philip Rivers has had a phenomenal season, rank. Seven touchdowns his last three games. You start him tonight? I really like this matchup against the Broncos, so I would play him. If I had him against a guy, let's say, like Tony Romo, if you're trying to make that decision, I would lean towards Philip Rivers. This is going to be a shootout. He's going to be throwing the ball an awful lot. So this is a good play. Again, you know, the quarterback numbers are typically down on Thursday night, but this is a, a, a matchup where I feel confident enough. Just when we all decided we're not believing in Ryan Matthews, he's become fantasy relevant. Yeah, and again, this is coming down to the matchup. And Ryan Matthews has played very well, even though he plays just first and second downs. He's still coming out and putting up solid fantasy numbers. And a lot of people probably drafted him as a two or a flex option. And I would feel comfortable putting him out there. I'd feel comfortable with him. I'd feel comfortable with Danny Woodhead as well. This is, Again, this is going to be a shoot. This is going to be a high-scoring game. So I, lo- I like all these guys. And start Keenan Allen as well. Yeah, Keenan Allen I was a little bit worried about when he had the shoulder injury last week, but he's really rebounded. He's been practicing all week, so he's good to go. He's become Phillip Rivers' go-to guy. We had talked about this in the preseason. He was a guy who was a first-round talent, but he just fell to the third round because he had some injury concerns coming out of Cal. But we kind of compared him to Anquan Bolden and said he could have that kind of season for the San Diego Chargers. Now, he's not going to get the 100 receptions that Anquan Bolden had as a rookie, but he had 60, he has 61, and he's still the most targeted guy there. So he still has some time to do some damage. Keenan Allen is a strong play tonight, and as Michael Fabiano said earlier, I'm starting him. Yeah, it took him a little while to become Phillip Rivers' guy, but without a doubt, number one there. Look at our projections, fantasy points for the San Diego Chargers. As Rank says, if you don't like playing guys on Thursday night, at least you're playing him at potential shootout. Danny Woodhead, we didn't spend a lot of time on him, Rank, but Woodhead, even though he only plays on third down is terrific no he can still come in and do some damage there so he's a nice flex spot all right let's get to the broncos now and eric decker getting a lot of attention coming off the injury to west welker decker's been up and down biggest yo-yo this season you trust him tonight you got to trust him he's got he's going to get the opportunity to play and if you have eric decker you got to go ahead and start him and again as michael fabiano said gotta put him out there gotta start him he's just been so fantastic he scored at least 17 fantasy points in back-to-back games as you just saw right there He's a guy who's being targeted in the red zone, which is what we talked about coming into the season. Decker's game was not going to be hurt too much by Wes Welker because he's the red zone guy. And, you know, Peyton Manning, he wants to prove to everybody that he can play in the cold. He's talking about all those guys who wrote the narrative. Well, guess what? Peyton Manning wrote his own narrative by not playing well in the cold, and now he's out to show us that he can do it. So I look for him to be passing the ball an awful lot. Julius Thomas, considering he operates the middle of the field, do you think he gets even an uptick tonight? You better start than normal? I mean, he's already a great start as it is. I mean, you're going to play him regardless. He's got a good quarterback throwing him the ball. He's got a good matchup going up against the Chargers, who just don't seem to stop anybody, especially if you look at this game earlier this season. You see him there running free against the Chargers. So I love this play. I really think that if you got Julius Thomas, the only guy I would start over him is Jimmy Graham. And if you have that kind of options, then congratulations to you. No Sean Marino, Monty Ball. Suddenly, Monty Ball starting to become fantasy relevant here alongside Marino. He's starting to be a vulture. Now, no Sean Marino is the guy that you know you have to start week in and week out. So the big question goes, 
Do I start Monty Ball? And I think that you do. This is a pretty good matchup. Again, the Chargers don't stop a lot of people. Monty Ball is running the ball enough, especially near the goal line, to where he could go out, sneak you 10 fantasy points, or even at the 8. From flex guy in the new world order of fantasy football, 8 fantasy points on a Thursday night from your running backs. And again, running backs traditionally do very well on the Thursday night. I say you can play them both. No higher than a flex, though, for Monty Ball. Yeah, I would have to see your team. If you're still in the playoffs with Monty Ball as your number two guy, you must be in a real big league. Here's our point projections for the Broncos for Thursday Night Football. Big nights from Peyton, big nights from Noshawn, Eric Decker, Thomas, everybody. You know what, Rank? It would have been easier if we would have saved time with this segment and say, okay, what guys aren't you playing tonight? That's the thing. I was like, we should do a like-dislike. I'm like, there's nobody I don't like. I like them all. Everybody. All right, remember, stay with us here on NFL Network tonight after NFL Total Access. Matt Muddy-Smith, Elliot Harrison stopped by to break down all the fantasy fallout from the Chargers and Broncos. NFL Fantasy Live back tonight, 1 a.m. Eastern. Now, back to Molly Karam and the gang with today's news and notes. Vamanos, Molly. Thank you, guys. Let's get you caught up on the latest headlines from coast to coast around the National Football League. And we start in Chicago, where Jay Cutler was named the Bears' starting quarterback this weekend against the Browns. Cutler's missed the last four games with an ankle injury. And in his place, Josh McCown has put up the most fantasy points of any quarterback in that span. Is this a good move by the Bears, Akbar? Absolutely, it's a good move by the Chicago Bears. Look, from the very beginning, Jay Cutler was the starting quarterback. He's going to be able to manage certain situations. This is a team that depends on their starting quarterback. Now, Josh McCown is not chopped liver. This is a guy that's come in and played well in the absence of Jay Cutler. But when you look at his fantasy production, there was it was all there. So there's nothing that this team is going to miss with Jay Cutler coming back. I think Brandon Marshall's still going to be alive. Alshon Jeffrey's still going to be alive. Everybody's in play with Jay Cutler. And Cutler now is someone you can pick up off the waiver wire for the last two or three weeks of your fantasy football season. He's got a pretty good schedule. I don't know if I'd start him this week in Cleveland. That's a pretty tough matchup, especially the Browns playing at home against the pass. But he's someone to grab for the Week 15 and Week 16 matchups. Yeah, and well, he is available. Uh, Cutler owned in 17% of leagues and McCown in 18%. In case you missed it, and I'm not sure how you could have, the Washington Redskins have shut down quarterback Robert Griffin III for the remainder of the season. Kirk Cousins will get the nod in his place. Guys, should owners be looking for Cousins on the waiver wire? Well, Cousins, I like him as a sleeper this week. I really like this matchup. Atlanta has not been good against the pass this season. With that being said... I like Ryan Tannehill more. If you're looking for a quarterback off the waiver wire, he's someone that I would play ahead of a Kirk Cousins, even to Jason Campbell. I'd play him ahead of Kirk Cousins. But this is very interesting for the future, too. I'm going to go ahead and get on the opposite side of that. And I'm going to say that I think Kirk Cousins is not only worth picking up, he's also worth playing. When you look at the situation, depending on your quarterback situation, you don't have a very good option. Kirk Cousins, remember what he did last year against oh, I like him. the Cleveland I like Browns? Him. But look at his schedule as well. It's very favorable for the next three games. Yeah, at Atlanta, Dallas, and then the New York Giants. In Seattle, Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll does not anticipate wide receiver Percy Harvin will make the trip to New York this weekend. Carroll called Harvin day-to-day and seemed to be in no rush to get him on the field. Here's what he had to say about the receiver's injured hip. Kind of, it has fluctuated. It's gone back and forth where he's gotten close and then, then you know, to get aggravated a little bit. Uh, just hasn't quite got over the hump, you know, where he's really clear. He has a whole lot of new movement in that hip that he hasn't had before and he's, and he's trying to become accustomed to that. With the fantasy season drawing to a close, guys, is it time to drop Harvin? Yep. In redraft yeah. <laughs> leagues, it absolutely is. If yeah. you're in a keeper league, you keep him, but you drop him otherwise. Yeah, you, you just don't fool with him. Stop it. No team runs the ball more than Seattle except San Francisco as well. 
Still to come, want to win a cool million bucks? I do. We do. Yeah, There's still time, you don't need it, to bring <laughs> home the bacon with our perfect challenge game, Greed, Greed in the holiday season, and we'll give you our predictions for Week 15's top fantasy players to get you started. Plus, the fantasy playoffs are here, but that doesn't mean you should be content with your starting lineup. Find out which players on your bench deserve a playoff spot start when NFL Fantasy Live continues. Only three weeks left to vote your favorite players to Hawaii for the 2014 Pro Bowl. With a new unconference Pro Bowl format, you can select the best players regardless of conference. Then, Pro Football Hall of Famers and this year's Pro Bowl captains Jerry Rice and Deion Sanders will draft their teams. Vote now for the NFL's All-Stars at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl Ballot. Time now for Who's Got the Better Lineup, presented by Head & Shoulders. This week, we've asked Adam Rank and Michael Fabiano to build two Perfect Challenge lineups to compare. If you haven't played Perfect Challenge before, it's very simple. All you have to do is set a lineup of players you believe will have the most fantasy points for this week. Get them all right, and you win a million dollars. And if you don't get the full roster correct this week, your roster resets. Get another chance to win a million next week. Go to NFL.com slash perfect to get started. So let's take a look at Rank and Fabs' lineups here. I think I've nailed it. Uh, you know what? It looks like right now you guys both have Jamal Charles. You guys both have Josh Gordon, Jimmy Graham, all coming off big weeks. LaShawn McCoy over Matt Forte, Calvin Johnson over Alshon Jeffrey. But the couple of big debates there at the top with the quarterbacks and at the bottom with the defenses. So first, Rank, tell me why yep. Nick Foles is your perfect challenge quarterback. You've seen Nick Foles play over the last couple of weeks, right? He's been one of the most consistent quarterbacks in fantasy football. He continues to put up points week in, week out. Even the snow. Could not slow him down in Philadelphia. So pretty much Nick Foles is a good bet anytime that you're going to go out and play this game. And now he's got the Minnesota Vikings who have allowed the most fantasy points to quarterbacks over the last month. This seems like a no-brainer to me. I put Nick Foles in over anybody. All right, Fabs, you have Cam Newton there. Why Cam? Cam is a guy that people are going to be winning fantasy championships with, and they'll win this week against the New York Jets. He is going to be salty coming off a bad performance in New Orleans. And did I mention he's playing the Jets? They've given up the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. Hey, Adam's right. I love Nick Foles. I love him. I like Cam Newton more. I'm going to go with Foles in this just for a look. They're both great plays, but the big thing with me is that if the Panthers get out to a big lead, they'll just run the football, and Cam won't be throwing the football you know, running Cam, it as much. Cam can run the football. He can, but if they get out to a big lead, they'll give it to D'Angelo Williams and Mike Tolbert. No matter what the Eagles do, they're still going to throw the football 40 times. The Eagles still could get, get out to a big lead also. And they're still going to yeah. throw the football. You never still know. Still going to throw. So it's close, but those are two great plays this week. All right, let's get to the defenses now, Fabs. You have the Panthers defense. I Everybody Panthers in this game. the Jets. Yes, I am. Again, the same sort of situation. The Panthers defense is going to be salty. They were extremely embarrassed last week in New Orleans against the Saints on national television. Now they're back at home. The Jets are really just bad on offense. I know what they did last week. That was against the Raiders. This is in Carolina. This Panthers defense is aggressive. They're phenomenal. And this is the best defensive play in fantasy football this week. Start the Panthers. All right, welcome back to the Perfect Challenge lineup for Adam Rank, the Chiefs defense. The Kansas City Chiefs, you got to remember, too, the special teams also play a factor in this, and the special teams was so good last week against the Washington Redskins. But now they got the Oakland Raiders. It's a pretty good matchup. The Raiders' offense is a little bit better than people will give them credit for. But if you look at this matchup historically, the Raiders do not do well against the Chiefs. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. You could go all the way back to Rich Gannon back in the olden days. And even then, he struggled against the Chiefs. So I like this matchup. I like these interdivisional rivalry games. It's going to be a low-scoring affair. The Chiefs will get after the quarterback. So this is a pretty good play. 
They're both great plays. I'm going to again go a little bit towards the Chiefs defense, as you talked about, their penchant for turnovers, their penchant on special teams, and pick sixes. They get a lot of turnovers that go the other way. The Panthers can pile up the sacks and pile up the turnovers, but big chunk yardage, as Elliot Harrison would like to say, and chunk fantasy points come to us courtesy of the Chiefs. Well, you know what? Another thing that factors into this, too, is that if I cut your finger right there, <laughs> Jets green comes out. You know what? You are <laughs> right about that, Michael Fabiano. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at our board and see uh, where the lineups compare. If I go with Foles, go with Chiefs. Pretty even lineup here between you guys. Wait a minute. You didn't pick Phil Dawson. The guy has not scored less than nine fantasy points in the last ten weeks. I'm sorry. Like. I just assumed uh, you were going to put some bass in there. I tried to do the <laughs> respectable thing for the folks out there trying to win a million bucks and not put Sebastian Janikowski. I wear that one. I'm the lunatic that plays Seabass each and every week. But when I recommend it, I go, Phil Dawson, he's got to give that one to me. Are you playing Seabass against me this week? Of course week? I am. You are? Okay. Fabiano, when you change who you are, you lose yourself. I learned that from Ocean's 13. Just by changing the kicker? I lost you gotta, myself? You don't want to... You don't. Whenever you're embarrassed about who you are, and I'm a Seabass apologist, and I will not... <laughs> I will not get off it. I will win or lose with them. I am not embarrassed to say that. I don't care who's in my kicker spot. <laughs> I just want them to score points. All right, coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, it's a trap. Admiral Akbar is back with his Week 15 trap plays. You won't want to miss the players. Akbar says you need to bench this weekend. Plus, Pat's wideout Danny Amendola joins us next. It's NFL Fantasy Live. Fires down the middle. A wide open Amendola. Touchdown, Patriots. Throws to the end zone. Catches made. Touchdown, Danny Amendola. And now we're starting to see some things that we hoped we would have seen for a while. Amendola, this offense getting in a rhythm. A wide open Amendola. Touchdown. Catches made. Danny Amendola. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the National Football League. Joined now by New England Patriots wide receiver Danny Amendola. Danny, how you doing? Doing well. How are you doing? Very good. Well, you know, look, it's week 15. Everybody across the league is nicked up. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Feeling good. You know, I had a second day of uh, a good week of preparation. Looking forward to uh, getting down to Miami. All right, now you guys had a big change in the offense this week, the injury to Rob Gronkowski. How does your role in the offense change? Um, you know, roles are going to change when guys go down, but at the same time, we all have the same job to do, and, um, you know, we have to get it done. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to a good week of preparation and, and ready to go down to Miami to, to play a tough team. Now Miami's going to be a tough uh, game for you guys this week. They've been playing very well, getting back in the playoff chase. What's the best way to attack them? Um, you know, there's, they do a good job of, of competing and playing hard, so we're going to have to match the intensity and, you um, you know, put together a good game plan and, and execute. See, I thought you were going to say throw the football to me 15 times. Uh, we'll spread it out a little bit. we got a <laughs> bunch of good uh, playmakers on this team. So, yeah, You know, one of those guys, Julian Edelman, uh, talk about how he's grown in the offense the last few weeks. You know, Julian's a guy that's been around here for a long time, and he's uh, done a lot of great things and, and, you know, a lot of great things this year. And, um, you know, uh, he makes play after play and, and moves the chains, and um, we're excited to – to be playing next to him and, and have him. Now, your first year in the offense here. Uh, grade yourself so far. How you feel you've done this season? Well, this season's not over yet, but, um, <laughs> you know, we got a lot of work to do and, and a lot of room for improvement. And, you know, I feel like uh, with a good week this week, we can uh, 
put ourselves in a good position to play well this week. I know Tom Brady struggled a little bit beginning of the season, but really has come on strong the last few weeks. What kind of differences have you noticed in him? Um, you know, Tom's Tom. He's great. Um, you know, he, we recognize him as the leader on, on this team and this offense, and uh, we all rally behind him. And, um, you know, Tom gets us where, where we need to be, and, you know, we, we're all rallying behind him. So, You have a pretty deep running back core as well. The last couple of weeks, Shane Vereen has really come on. What has he meant to the offense? Oh, Shane's great. You know, he's a guy that can get out in space and catch, catch passes and, you know, and, and run the ball between the tackles as well. So Shane's a, you know, a, a difference maker on this offense. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to see what he can do this week too. Are all the guys at running back working in a practice the last few days? Everybody's going. Everybody feels great. All right, Danny Amendola, appreciate your time with us here on NFL Fantasy Live. Best of luck this week against the Dolphins. Look forward to talking to you soon. Happy holidays. Thank you. Happy holidays to you too. All right, there goes Danny Amendola. For more on Amendola and the Patriots, let's send it over to Molly and the guys. Jay, thanks so much. You have to assume that Patriots coach Bill Belichick is going to have to pull off some David Blaine type of magic to overcome the loss of Rob Gronkowski. How large of a part will Danny Amendola play in filling that role, Fab? Well, Julian Edelman's been the guy who's seen more targets over the last several weeks, but Amendola's going to be a three in most fantasy leagues, maybe in PPR leagues. He's more of a high-end uh, high three or a low-end two. There's going to be a lot of throwing in this game, and I think he is going to be one of the main targets. The guy to really look after is Shane Vereen. Now, you look at the numbers that Tom Brady had without Rob Gronkowski, but he also didn't have Shane Vereen early in the season. And now that Shane Vereen's back, he's really taken that role as the red zone target. So I look for him to have a, a strong week. And when you look at the void that's going to be missing with Rob Gronkowski, that's a lot of those seam routes in. If anybody can run those routes, it's going to be Danny Amendola. I think he's going to get targeted a little bit more than he has been in the past few games. So this could be a very big game for Danny Amendola. And he also dealt with some injuries himself, missing uh, four games. Guys, it's week 15, and the same storyline continues to repeat itself. Let's take a look at some fantasy starters who owners will have to rely on with their replacements uh, to make it another week in the fantasy playoffs. So we see RG3, MJD, oh Eddie Lacy, Willis McGahee, Lamar Miller, AP all out. So if you take a look at those backups there, let's get into those and talk about some of their matchups. And Adam, I want to start with you and Lamar Miller. He had the concussion, so they turned to Daniel Thomas, who looked really good last week. Yes, he did. Actually, he's looked pretty good over the last couple of weeks. He scored at least 10 fantasy points in two of his last three games. And now you look at the matchup going up against New England Patriots, who've really had trouble stopping people on the ground. Everybody, it seems, have been able to run on them. I, I think back to the, the night that no Sean Moreno had against them on that Sunday night football game. So that's the way the Dolphins are going to have to attack him. So Danny Thomas is somebody I can feel confident with as a flex guy. Moving on here, Fabs, let's take a look at Jordan Todman. He could be the go-to guy in Jacksonville, MJD, hampered by a hammy, but he has some injury concerns as well. I think a shoulder, Todman. Oh, Maurice Jones-Drew is going to be a game-time decision on Sunday, so you need to pick up Jordan Todman if you have MJD as your RB2 or your flex. Uh, Todman's got a good matchup. The Bills have allowed the eighth-most fantasy points to running backs over the last four weeks, and I would tell you right now, Molly, that this kid is a sleeper. If he is the featured back for the Jaguars this week, he is going to be a big-time sleeper, a potential flex play. Yeah, before we move on to this next one, I just want to reiterate that all these 
players will not be out necessarily, just that potentially if they are, these are their replacements that you should start in place of them if we like their matchups. And moving on, let's take a look at Chris Obanaya. He should get the lion's share of the carries if Willis McGahee can't go. Yeah, well, that's absolutely right. When you think about Chris Obanaya, I mean, this is a very good opportunity to go out and ball out against the Chicago Bears defense that really has been struggling. I know you might be looking at Chris Obanaya thinking, you know, Chris Obanaya is a guy that he saw his fantasy, you know, production decrease. That probably had more to do with his fumbling in weeks 11 and week 12. But when you look at what he's done with the opportunities that he's had, he's averaging 5.3 yards per carry in uh, with this offense. So I think he's primed to have a very big game against the Chicago Bears. And not to mention, <laughs> I mean, oh, this defense is just giving up so many 100-yard games. I feel sorry for the Chicago Bears. I think you play uh, Chris Ogbenaya. And moving on to Green Bay, you can certainly do worse than James Starks against that porous Dallas D. And if Eddie Lacy is expected to play but does have an ankle injury, Fabs. He does. And if for some reason or other he is a late inactive, James Starks to me becomes an RB2 in fantasy leagues. You said it, Molly. The Cowboys' defense is terrible against the run. Look at what Matt Forte and Michael Bush did last Monday night. The Cowboys are giving up fantasy points to running backs hand over fist this season. If Starks is the main guy in Green Bay, pick him up and start him. Can I ask you something? What does hand over fist mean? That means a lot. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I just uh, I didn't know what that meant. Uh, all right. We all Akbar. saw that. Akbar. Oh, just like okay. that. Thank you, thank you. Just like that. Explaining it. But let's talk about that 28-minute news conference we saw. Of course, Kirk Cousins getting the nod over RG3 the rest of the season. We heard that from Mike Shanahan. Adam, how do you like him from a fantasy perspective? I really like this as a fantasy move. If you're somebody who had RG3 starting or perhaps you've been waiting for Aaron Rodgers. As a matter of fact, I got a call from HR this morning. Oh, really? Christy, she called me up. I thought I was in trouble. She's like, I need a quarterback to start this week. I said, Kirk Cousins, (laughs) he's got a great matchup against the Falcons. The Falcons allow a lot of fantasy points, too. And the cynic in me believes that Mike Shanahan is trying to show off Kirk Cousins for trade bait. So perhaps when Mike Shanahan's coaching the Houston Texans next year, he's going to be like, we should trade for Kirk Cousins. Look what he did down the stretch. So a lot of, a lot of passing attempts coming from him. Washington. Yep. We will continue to see what goes on down there. A lot of interesting storylines, not just the quarterbacks. Meanwhile, fantasy owners, don't waste any more time. Go online to NFL.com slash fantasy to add these replacements. Coming up, Josh Gordon or Calvin Johnson. Who should be the first taken in 2014? We'll answer that in more of your burning questions. Plus, we'll have your starts and sits for Week 15. You might be surprised which running backs our Michael Fabiano says you should have in your starting lineup. We'll have all you need to know for Sunday when NFL Fantasy Live continues. Only on NFL Fantasy Live, we invite you to join Admiral Akbar and the Rebel Alliance in the fight against fantasy owners starting players you should be avoiding this week. It's a trap is back. And we're getting into the Christmas spirit naming our fantasy ghost of Christmas past and Christmas future. Find out who you can count on in 2014 and who to leave owners who didn't watch this segment. Plus, don't get caught tweaking your lineup on Sunday morning. We'll have who to start and who to sit in week 15 coming up. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Let's get to uh, the top story of the day, revisiting the Jay Cutler situation. He will start for the Bears this weekend against the Browns. Cutler's missed the last four games. What's his fantasy value this weekend, Adam? I would feel comfortable starting Josh McCown this week. Not so much with Jay Cutler. I'm worried that he could be re-injured similarly to the way the last time he was rushed back in the lineup against the Lions. I'm right there with Adam. I agree. I would not start Jay Cutler this week. There's other guys out there, a quarterback that I would. Some on the waiver wire, like Kirk Cousins, for example. 
We're going to talk about that subject. So Jay Cutler, a bench player that potentially we shouldn't start this week, but let's talk about some that we should. It's week 15. Congratulations to everyone who is still alive in the fantasy playoffs. But you can't just assume the players you've got you into the playoffs are the best plays this week. Guys, let's talk about some on the bench that should get starts. And we begin with Ryan Tannehill. Why is he good, a good play against the Patriots? I like him as a sleeper. How about you? Ryan Tannehill is a very good sleeper. Look at his production over the last three or four weeks. And then look at the matchup against the New England Patriots. This is a team that gave up 30-plus fantasy points to Jason Campbell last week, Molly. If you need a quarterback, and I do in the NFL Celebrity League because I've lost RG3, pick up Ryan Tannehill and start him. I didn't drop it. I'm I'm not even a celebrity on there. I'm the non-celebrity in that league. Drop it like it's hot. Riley Cooper (laughs) has been one of the best receivers in the league over the past month, Adam. Yeah, absolutely. And now he's got a great matchup going up against the Minnesota Vikings. He showed last week he can play in weather. Now he's going to go take advantage of one of the most porous pass defenses out there. I love this play of Riley Cooper. Get him in your lineup. He should be in your he should be in your starting lineup anyway. Harry Douglas and the Falcons host a team mired in turmoil when Washington comes to town. Yeah, Harry Douglas is a good play, Adam. I really like Harry Douglas. It's that's it's one of those situations where the Falcons play so much better at home. And they're going to have to throw the ball. I like it. And Washington's defense, not so good. Those are a few bench players you should consider starting. Now let's send it over to Jason and Akbar with some ideas. Who to sit in favor of those unheralded guys? Muchachos. Mucho gusto, Mariquerum. Hassan Smith, Yakbar Bajabimila, con el Treplays para Semana Quince. Wow, that's impressive. I didn't know you know how to speak Spanish. Mr. Pardo, three years of Spanish in high school. Oh, okay, impressive. These are Admiral Akbar's trap plays for Week 15. Players who look good in your lineup, but should be on your fantasy bench. So, Admiral, take it away. Yeah, you know what? I had to spice it up just a little bit, and I'm going to start with Chris Johnson. Yes, fantasy games are on the line, and he's the star of the team. His game against the Cardinals deserves to smell fresh with the confident clean. But no, Johnson couldn't even average four yards per carry in each of the last three games. He'll face a dirty challenge Sunday against the Arizona Stout defense. Don't play CJ Noke. His production will take a 40-minute shower and miss the second half of the game. Strong enough for a man, but made for a woman. It's a try! Sorry, that was Marcus Colston and the Saints are in St. Louis this week. Last week, Colston caught nine passes for 125 yards and two touchdowns. He's coming off of a huge game, feeling cool and clean, the best he's ever been. He's surrounded by freshness, and now you're in a position to win. Actually, never mind. Before last week, his game has been bottled up like he's in a snow globe in a dollar store. Raise your hand if you're sure. That's the wrong one, too. Sorry. It's a try! Oh, yes, C.J. Spiller had an awful week 14 against the Buccaneers, rushing for only 22 yards and catching just one pass. When the going gets tough and it's just not your day, let the fresh scent of playing the Jaguars take you to a fresher place. Not so fast. Jacksonville's run defense has been on point the last four weeks. Be careful with C.J., there are some Jaguars that are eating his legs. And last week against the Bucks was Mike Glennon. <laughs> That's the wrong one. Too. Yeah, you're it's a try. 
I'm sorry, I, I could never get the right yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's okay. I'd be horrible. I spiced at it up placement. a little bit for you. Very nice. Yeah. Akbar Bajbi Mila. 75% on your trap play so far this season. Very good yeah, record. We're trying to bump that number up. And six in a row for you. Yeah. So pay attention to Akbar. Still coming to NFL Fantasy Live. We'll talk about the impact Kirk Cousins will have on Redskins offense in DC and the rest of your burning fifth, week 15 questions. Is it time to sit receivers like Pierre Garcon? We'll tell you. Plus, is Nick Foles a legitimate top five fantasy quarterback for next season? Is Tony Romo still a top fantasy quarterback? We'll look at a few of 2013's best to preview who you'll want on your roster in 2014. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Okay. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Socks by Mrs. Fabiano. She makes socks for everybody on the show. It's awesome. She doesn't make the socks. She purchases them. Oh. <laughs> I feel that's more a bigger gesture. It is. She went to the store and said, Adam and Michael would like these socks. I'm going to purchase them, send them to Los Angeles, and they will wear them on the air. There you go. Together. That's right. Fabiano's mom has got it going on, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Many fantasy owners were haunted by must-start players who vanished or bench players that lit up our fantasy lineups like Tiny Tim's eyes when Scrooge walked in with the turkey at Christmas dinner. Jason Smith alongside Mrs. Fabiano's son, Michael, and Adam Wright to help you determine which fantasy players are gifts from the ghost of Christmas past and which are from the ghost of Christmas future. Obviously, ghost of Christmas past means these players have peaked. Ghost of Christmas future means they have big futures ahead of them, not only this season, but in future years. So let's kick things off with Nick Foles, ghost of Christmas past or future. By the way, it was a goose, not a turkey in A Christmas Carol. And he is definitely the ghost of Christmas future. Nick Foles has got a very bright future, both for the Philadelphia Eagles and for fantasy football owners. How nice. We're talking about Christmas and it's snowing outside. And I want to see Die Hard. Looked, would you stop it? It's not a Christmas movie. Nick Foles has got such a bright future in this offense of Chip Kelly. The quarterback is such an essential part of how this offense works. Michael Vick, hey, listen, you want to talk about the past? He's the past. Foles is the future. He's a keeper. And this is going to be one of the eight, the, the first eight quarterbacks drafted in just about every fantasy league next season. All right, how about Tony Romo, Rank, Has he peaked? He is the ghost of Christmas past. As in, I wish I would have passed on him when it was my <laughs> turn to draft him in our fantasy leagues. Unfortunately, you look at the way this Cowboys line or offense is constructed. They just really don't have a good grasp of what they want to do. They were able to run the ball against the Chicago Bears. They were moving the ball between the 20s. DeMarco Murray was looking great. And then they would go to this spread when they would get near the goal. Like, you don't want to keep running it against this team that's not stopping you. So they really don't have an offensive identity. Unless there is a huge shakeup in Dallas in the offseason, this is going to be a guy that I'm going to avoid in the future. All right, Colin Kaepernick, this could be the ghost I fear most of all. Yeah, but he's the ghost of Christmas future. Now, a lot of people are making comments about Kaepernick being kind of a bust, but really, his only struggles have been against the Seattle Seahawks. If you look at his passer rating against the Seattle Seahawks, it's down somewhere in the 40s. Against every other team in the league, it's up in the 90s. So Colin Kaepernick is being very efficient. The only problem is, is that he's not running the ball enough, but he should be able to run a little bit more in the future. I like him next year. I, I like him into the future. This is going to be a good quarterback, a guy you can count on year in, year out. 
All right, so there's some of the quarterbacks to get to. Some wide receivers, and Alshon Jeffrey certainly is someone who's taken the league by storm so far, playing opposite Brandon Marshall. Fabs, is he a guy who, well, he's getting success right now or ghost of Christmas future? We're going to be talking about him for years. I think we're going to be talking about him for years. Well, just as long as Mark Trustman is the head coach there in Chicago because he has become the mad offensive scientist, and both Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey are putting up phenomenal numbers. And Jeffrey's a young guy. This is a kid who has still not hit the prime of his career. He's not even close. He could be one of the top 10 wide receivers drafted next season, and I wouldn't be shocked if he's drafted ahead of Brandon Marshall. We'll see what happens with the quarterback situation in Chicago, but right now, Alshon Jeffrey's future is looking bright. Ghost of Christmas future. All right, Eddie Lacy, Rank, he's come on this season as a rookie. No Aaron Rodgers. Sometimes he struggles to run the football. Where are you with Eddie Lacy? Really like Eddie Lacy's future. He's shown that when Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, he can take over that offense, really move it along. So he is the ghost of Christmas future. There's going to be a solid running back to play in Green Bay and for future generations. So I'm excited about what he's got going on. All right, Roddy White's a guy who has really been a conundrum this year. He, Thankfully for fantasy owners, he says, look, if I'm not practicing, don't play me. Right. Didn't practice a lot this year. He's had a really bad year. He's going to fall through drafts next year. Is Roddy White a guy that still has some future? This might surprise you, but I'm saying he's the ghost of Christmas future. If you look at the way he struggled, as you were just talking about, this is going to turn off a lot of fantasy enthusiasts. They're not going to want to draft him next season. They're going to let him fall. But he's going to be somebody like how Jordy Nelson was this season, somebody who tumbled in fantasy drafts but ended up being very valuable because you'll draft him in the 6th, 7th, 8th round. He'll be kind of an afterthought. But you will end up playing Roddy White a lot next season. That Falcons offense will rebound. They will not have the problems they had this year. They're going to have a lot of high draft picks. Hopefully they use some on the offensive line. And that, that's going to be a great pick next year. All right, it's going to be a great pick next year. Is Ray Rice a great pick next year? I, I say he the ghost of, of Christmas past. Ray Rice, I believe, has hit his statistical ceiling. Uh, and he hit it a couple of years ago. He's still not an old running back, but this year he just has not been the same player. Could be partially because of the hip. Could be partially because the Ravens' offensive line has been awful. But to expect him to rebound and become an elite, a top-five fantasy running back again, especially with some of these young runners that are in the game right now, I just don't see it, guys. It seems like every year we say C.J. Spiller is the ghost of Christmas future. Next year is going to be the big one. Next year is going to be the big one. This was not the big one. What about next year? He's the ghost of Christmas future. He's going to be the big one. The big one. (laughs) Now, of course, C.J. Spiller was drafted as high as second in some fantasy leagues, but he's going to fall. He's going to tumble. Another guy like Roddy White that's just going to turn off a lot of fantasy enthusiasts. They're not going to want anything to do with them. They're not going to want to draft him. That's where you swoop in and you pick up C.J. Spiller. I could see him falling third, fourth round, somewhere like that. If you have to count on C.J. Spiller as your flex option, I feel a lot more confident with that than I would having to draft him as your number one tried and true running back. So his future is pretty bright, but unfortunately it's not as the bell cow, it's as the flex. Jordan Cameron's a guy, Fabs, who, yes, it's his rookie year and he started out great, but has his value seen at Zenith? I really think early in the season he saw his ceiling putting up all those touchdowns, and I'm going to say he's a ghost of Christmas past because I don't know that he's going to be able to put up the same kind of numbers in years ahead, especially if there's changes at the quarterback position, which there will be, changes at the coaching spots with uh, potentially North Turner. So I'm, I'm a little down on, Car- on Jordan Cameron's future. Like him now, next year, hmm. Not so much. Right, of course, Cameron, not a rookie. His first year getting uh, extended playing time, which is why I said that. So, yeah, so stock down on Jordan Cameron, who we loved going into the season. We did. I, I still love him. <laughs>
Let them fall in fantasy drafts again. I'll be happy to scoop them up. All right, get your guys laid. Coming up, so you're sitting Tom Brady this week. Seriously, it could be a wise choice. Our starts and sits for week 15 are just around the bend. This is NFL Fantasy Live. With NFL Mobile from Verizon, get in-game highlights and up-to-the-minute news and scores from your favorite team. Premium subscribers can watch live games Thursday, Sunday, and Monday nights, as well as NFL Red Zone and NFL Network, all live on your phone. Download today by calling Star Star NFL or go to NFL.com slash mobile. Time now for our burning questions. When you see that burning question mark, you know what it is. We're trying to make sense of all the major storylines throughout the NFL this week, and nothing bigger than the benching of RG3 for the rest of the season. Kirk Cousins takes over at quarterback, Akbar. How's the Redskins offense affected by this? Well, it's going to be simple. When you look at Mike Shanahan and what he's going to do for this offense, he's going to have Kirk Cousins throwing to all five wide receivers. So that means all of a sudden, you know, when you look at the only wide receiver you're really looking at this game is Pierre Garçon. He's going to have to spread it. And what he really does is he talks about spreading it to sideline to sideline. That's a very hard task for a young quarterback to do, but he will accomplish that. The running game will help to support him in the in the passing game. Of course, we know Shanahan believes in the one cut or your cut type of run offense, so you better make that one cut to help him with the passing Speaking game. Speaking of the running game, I am expecting a big week from Alfred Morris, Freddie Morris, as you like to call him, Adam. Thank you. This is a great matchup. Atlanta's run defense has not been good, and he will want Morris to support Kirk Cousins in that running game. Yeah, Garcon's stats with Cousins and RG3 about the same. What kind of start is Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins is a sleeper. I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people pick up Kirk Cousins and start him, especially if you had RG3, if you've had Aaron Rodgers. This is a great matchup, and we've seen young quarterbacks this year come in out of nowhere and put up good numbers. Elliot Harrison said on Wednesday's NFL Fantasy Live he would take Josh Gordon before Calvin Johnson wow. if the 2014 draft was today. So, Rank, who's your number one wide receiver off the board next year? I would stick with Calvin Johnson right there, and I might even move up, you know, somebody like Alshon Jeffrey and, and somebody, somebody like that. The problem with Josh Gordon, the one thing that I would hesitate is that you got to remember that he spent the first two games of the season on the sidelines because he was suspended. So that's a little bit of a concern. With all things being equal, I'm going to take Calvin Johnson because it's, it hasn't been a problem with him. He's been good year in, year out, and he doesn't have that cloud looming over him. Yeah, if he has a transgression, that's four games. That's the beginning of your fantasy season. There's a lot more than just on the field with Josh Gordon. All right, you want some starts and sits? Ask, and you shall receive. It's Christmas. Season for miracles, Theo. Just a minute left, so we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock and get into our no-huddle offense. Up first, start or sit, Tom Brady against the Dolphins, Fabs. I am going to start him because I'm playing him against Adam Rank, and Adam has Tom in his league of record. So right. I want right. you to be conflicted. <laughs> against him. I bet you Tom Brady has thrown 19 interceptions against the Dolphins, 12 of those on the you road bench, in Miami. Really? You bench Tom Brady? Wow, really. You know what? I'm not going to buy the situation. It. I don't buy it. I'm actually going to start Tom Brady. All right, Ben Tate against Indianapolis. Start or sit him? Yeah, I'm starting Ben Tate. Yeah, he's playing through pain. I start him. Start him. Zach Stacy against New Orleans. Start him. Start him. Start Zach Stacy. Zach Stacy's mom has got it going on, Fab. <laughs> Steve Smith against the Jets. You know what? Start Steve Smith. That secondary is struggling. I'm sorry, I didn't even draft him. <laughs> I guess I was him. Start him as a three. Start or sit. Bucks defense against San Francisco. Sit. Oh, I like this. Start him. Oh, child, please. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting him. Wow, sit most, him most turnovers in the NFL no, still sit, sitting him? Sit him. All right, Bears defense against Cleveland. Oh, boy, you know what? S- sit them. Sit them. Bear down. Start him. Start him. All right. I still can't get over you're actually sitting Tom Brady after all season He's long. He's not doing it. It's mind games with Adam. Watch. <laughs> it's all mind games. Come to my desk. I'll show you. Okay. All it's right. also not Sunday yet. All right. This is true. He's got three days to change his starting quarter. 
Tomorrow, we'll get you set for Sunday with all our Week 15 game previews. NFL Fantasy Live returns Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.